From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 502. Today's show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Pen Chalet and Trade. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. What's up, Mike? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm getting in the zone today. Oh, good. Right the, the, the pen zone? I'm in the pen zone. Okay. <laughs> what, what, is that, what does that entail? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with my own pen zone. Like, I've yeah. had some pen zone moments this morning, but what is, what is, the, what is the zone? My pen zone today you? is the uh, San Francisco Pen Show special, uh, Pro Gear Slim. Um, that is what my pen zone uh, consists of today. Nice. Love that pen. Mm-hmm. Love that pen, the Spider-Man, as we yes. referred to it at the time, the Spider-Man pen. It but looks, the, uh, one of the cool ones. Did mm-hmm. I buy that one for you and ship it to you? I was there at that show. No, I bought it when I was in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. We were there at that show. That was the show yeah. we were together. That was the Relay yep. anniversary show. Gotcha. Yep. God, that has been that many years, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's many wow. years. Time flies. Yep. Time flies. Mm-hmm. Like, time flies to 502 episodes of yep. this podcast, which I'm excited about still to this day. And I'm also excited about the Pilot Custom 74, Mike. Did you know that? I read this. I read this uh, review that you wrote. It's like a re-review, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Would you say, yeah, would you say it was fawning, a fawning review? I would I say that you are deeply it. in love, it would appear. Yeah, and that's an issue in the grand scheme of things Is was my discovery process, Right, my rediscovery process. Mm-hmm. So the Pilot Custom Seventy Four, I just reviewed it on Penatic dot com on Monday, but it is not a new pen. It is uh, in in our modern world, it's a pretty old pen. It's probably got a good decade behind it, if not more. I don't know the history of the seventy four. I'm guessing the seventy four was maybe seventy four years from the anniversary, so it could be a thirty year old pen. Yeah. For all I know, like I'm not that smart, y'all. I get emails like you are not smart, and I'm like I know. I know those things. So Pilot Custom 74, I learned about it back when I just started getting into fountain pens about a decade ago. And I bought one. I had an orange one. And I really, I enjoyed it. Like, it was cool. It fit right in the category at the time with, hey, this is your first upgraded gold nib pen, right? So, like, we would be dabbling in, you know, our Lamy Safaris or our Twisbees or trying to figure out what, you know, next kind of ramp up pen would be and then there was a batch of gold nib pens that was like that next tier you know the Lamy 2000 Pilot Vanishing Point Sailor Pro Gear at the time and uh, like I wasn't even including the Platinum 3776 at the time we'll get to that in a minute but Mm -hmm. you know that was what that was what we did like you know eight years ago right Mm -hmm. and the market has changed a bunch in the years since and I wanted to rethink where the Pilot Custom 74 landed because it's still a really good pen, right? I raved about it the first time. I raved about it the second time I reviewed it. Um, The reviews were seven years apart. I think my original one was 2015. And while the 74 itself hasn't changed in that time frame, the market has, right? Right. When I talked a lot about how We've gone through a lot of price changes, especially, you know, starting with the pandemic. It seems that all the prices escalated, you know, just the the world got more expensive, right? It's, it's not, you know, something exclusive to the stationary yep. hobby. Production you know, is more expensive. Materials are more expensive. Yep. Like um, yep. literally tick everything across the board yep. got more expensive, mm-hmm. right? So that shifted 
where these certain pins lie in in the price market, right? There's different the price brackets changed where you could just pretty much like throw a dart, you know, at $125 10 years ago and come out with a great gold nib pen, right? And you mm-hmm. would be just thrilled and you know, we could say just pick whichever one you want because you'll be happy and your budget is the same. And in the past few years, a lot of those same pens got really, really ramped up in their different, you know, their different companies had different levels of price increase. You know, Sailors had a big price increase. Lamy's had a big price increase, you know, with their gold nib pens, the Lamy 2000. Pilots had a big price increase. The Vanishing Point uh, was especially hit by that. Um, Platinum had a big price increase. And the Pilot Custom 74 had a little price increase. Like oh. it went up, it it went up, and I looked at my seven years ago review. I paid one hundred and thirty five dollars for the seventy four. Okay, and this year I paid one hundred and sixty dollars for the seventy four. I mean that's a pretty reasonable just cost of living increase, you know, over the years. Whereas the sailors are now starting at like one eighty, and that's just you have very little choice there, and then they go on up from there. The Platinum 3776 gold and black ones are $176, I think. So they're, you know, close to $160, right? These are not too disparate um, prices, but they're in the ballpark. But if you want rhodium trim, it's $200, you know, which mm-hmm. that's the one I want is, is $200. Um, and it's just on and on. The Lamy 2000, you know, was back in that $125 range before $140, and now it's around $200. The vanishing points um, was in that price range. Now it's close to $200. So yeah, it made me rethink the Pilot 70 Custom 74 and why wasn't it, it not only not on my top five pins in the $100 to $200 category, why isn't it the number one pin in that category? And I don't even have it listed. And I, I think the the result of this article was that's a huge oversight on my part. And that list is going to change, and it's probably going to be the number one pen. I don't and understand that part. Like, I, which I part? specifically wrote, like, copied and pasted this quote uh, mm-hmm. from your review, which you basically just said, which is not having the Pilot Custom 74 on my top five pens list in the $100 to $200 fountain pen list is a huge oversight on my part. In fact, I think it needs to be in the number one spot. I just am surprised you can go from not being there to number one. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. a pretty big mm-hmm. jump. I think the way I see it is that it was a mistake on not my part by missing it as opposed to I chose to say put it sixth in the list, right? Mm. It it wasn't even a consideration for me. Right? So therefore, if it was it wasn't considered, hey, here's 10 pins and I'm going to rank them 1 through 5 and it came out number 7, it was just almost like the forgotten man of not being considered. So therefore it's not moving from seven to four. Yep. It's moving from oops to one. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I get it. It's just still a surprise to me though. Yeah. And, and it may not know. be number one. It may be number two, but it's going to be one or two because I think the gold nib pens um, have to have to be at the top of that list because there's very few gold nib pens that I would recommend in that price point now. All right. And so this isn't the, the official list. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, we're going to go through here 
I'm mm-hmm. gonna go from five to one, and you're mm-hmm. gonna give me your gut instinct as to where this should sit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, top five fountain pens in the one hundred dollars to two hundred dollar category, which anybody can find in the top five lists over at penaddict.com. You should go check those out. It's a lot of great lists mm-hmm. there. So number five, Limey two thousand. Mm-hmm. Does it be yeah, Limey two thousand? Yes. Okay. Lamy, uh, sorry, number four. Lamy four. Lamy four. <laughs> uh, Estabrook Esty. Yeah. Okay. Number three, Diplomat Arrow. Yeah. Number two, Leonardo Memento Zero slash Furore. Yeah, that's just a shape, shape difference. That's okay. like a Pro Gear versus a 1911. Same okay. essential pin, different shape. Yeah, easy. All of yeah. these are easy so far. Number one, Platinum 3776. <sighs> if Platinum changed. I knew this is where it was going to get stuck. The, here's the problem. If all the Platinums were $176, Platinum would be number one. There's only one, or maybe there's only a couple barrel styles and only gold trim that are 176 and everything else starts with a two, right? So they're almost not on the list, right? I would, I prefer if, okay, so here's the difference in this list. This is my recommendations list, right? This is different from Brad's preference list, right? So it, the Custom 74 is number one. It's ahead of the 3776. Okay. If I'm going to the Closet of Doom, and I have two pins that exist in the Closet of Doom, for me, my personal use, I'm going to pick a 3776, Okay, so those that's the that's always been the challenge with this list. This is the recommendations list, not the Brad list. So in this list, the seventy four is going to go first because it. I think it separates itself in price and materials from the remainder of the list. Okay, and that's would make it a very highly recommended pen for sure. So just to recap. On the list, 74 is number one. Brad Dowdy's yeah. picking up a pen. This is number mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And what's funny is this Gold Nib Custom 74 is, will it'll be the uh, least expensive pen on this, on this list, which, I mean, that's part that of the recommendation. That doesn't surprise me, I, That helps me why it's number one. If it was $195, mm-hmm. it's still on the list, but it's probably number two. For so sure. like this is definitely like you know I read this article and I'm like oh mm-hmm. maybe I should pick one of these up mm-hmm. and I go and look at them and it's like none of them really excite me enough mm-hmm. and so like it doesn't surprise me that it's cheaper and it also kind of doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me that it maybe gets forgotten about like mm-hmm. you know like, we had this issue with the 3776 for a long time like a long 100%. time and 100%. then platinum woke up and started mm-hmm. making some good looking versions of the pen. Yeah. You know, like either in color or material mm-hmm. or like the way the material was shaped, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I ended up with two of them because they were yeah. interesting to look at as well as being fantastic to use. And yep. the 74, it kind of just feels like it was forgotten. Pilot have such strange design in some of mm-hmm. their products where it's mm-hmm. like, 
we did it once and then that's it and we're not going to touch it anymore. Like, I'm not really a big fan of the wall on the clip. Like, I, I don't really like that, but that's mm-hmm. not enough to turn me off. But it's just, I look at the finishes and I'm like, well, the green one's kind of nice, but there's just so much more you, that they could do here. You sure. Know, like, you haven't got to be Sailor. Like, only mm-hmm. Sailor should be that. But mm-hmm. they could do, I don't know. I would maybe follow more what Platinum did. The colors are fine. But the shape of the pen isn't my favorite. So if they can accentuate that in different ways, then I could maybe get more on board. So that's the price you pay for the entry-level gold nib pens is you get the average barrel. That was the problem I had with the 3776 for a long time, right? And what you said, Pilot, finally, hey, let's do this in rhodium and, you know, let's do different colors, and now those also start with a two in front of them, right, in the price. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. that's that's part of the challenge. You can still get the 3776 for less than $200, mm-hmm. but you're limited in your choice. Mm-hmm. So Pilot, like, they kind of took a few years off from updating the colors of the 770, uh, excuse me, 74. And over the last two or three years, they've introduced like two new barrel colors a year, which is good. Like, it's fine. I don't need more than one of these, right? Like, this is just one pen. Like, I'm not, this isn't like, um, you know, I'm going to now have three of these. I'm going to use this one, make it nice, and I would recommend it highly. Like, it's a really good quality pen. The Pilot Nibs are spectacular. Pilot Nibs are the most user-friendly nibs, I think, for people who aren't like super experienced and don't want to have to deal with hey, what's going on with this nib, or it feels different than I expected. Pilot really nails the the nib experience out of the box more than, in my opinion, Sailor and Platinum, even though I prefer Platinum's nibs, you know, overall. Um, I think Pilot is the best overall nib to recommend to someone who's just kind of discovering things. Like, I think it's really just exceptional. So, anyway, like, I've... I can't believe how much I have enjoyed using the 74. It's to the point where I just I just want to keep it in use all the time, um, which is an interesting place to be. If somebody wants to get a custom 74 of their own, mm-hmm. Brad, I have a place that they can go to. <laughs> look at you. This, this is some professional podcasting Hey, right look, here. I told you I was in the zone today, didn't I? Yeah, and I was so in the zone, I wasn't even paying attention. I I wasn't even down with this. And look at you, bringing in our good Mm -hmm. friends at Pen Chalet. Because Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more from all of your favorite brands, like Pilot. But many more, Sailor Caveco, Pelican, and more all the time. One of my favorite things about Pen Chalet, they're always adding new stuff. Every couple of weeks, you see new styles of pens from new brands. And it's not just pens, right? It's also the accessories that go with it. So whether you want some ink or some cartridges, your bottles or cartridges, maybe you want a fountain pen converter, some uh, cases to put your stuff in. You know, they do really nice pen cases over at Pen Chalet. They have everything. They have fantastic customer service, really fast, really reliable. And they're doing discounts all the time over at Pen Chalet. Every couple of weeks, you're going to find new discounts and new pens. But of course, there are special discounts available for pen like listeners, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., and they sell internationally with great shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com, 
That is P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. Now, uh, Ron wanted me to let everyone know they're doing a bunch of special deals because it was Tuesday yesterday. Two, mm. two, 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 two. I heard um, that. So there's still some some deals going on from Tuesday uh, over at, over at Penchalet. So when you go to our Panatic page that Ron sets up for us, you can see the uh, the episode 500 giveaway winners. I know we had, I think it was Lisa tweeted us. She got her yep. her uh, Bennu and, and Con Pecky combo, and it looks kind of amazing. I'm actually pretty jealous. It's like, hey, I picked this pin out, and maybe I should get it for myself. So you can do that at pinchalay.com. In the deals section, there's some stuff you don't normally see in here. Number one, there's some Retro 51 Tornado Poppers um, oh. in there. It looks like some of the... Uh, uh, the uh, is this the train ones? No, Jim Kaha. Uh, those are in there. Uh, Tuesday is in there. Get it Tuesday. That's the new one for um, for two 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 twenty two 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 twenty twenty two two two. Uh, the Gioia Gioia pen Italia special edition. The Partenope, I believe that's the one. That's a model that Kimberly has reviewed on the blog. She loves them, and they are a really good price right now. That's maybe something I'll consider in that Leonardo, Esterbrook, Diplomat range as I get more experience with them in that uh, $150 to $200 price point. Um, it's a really, really cool-looking pen, very good quality, and um, kind of newer to the market. And if you scroll down, Mike, there is mm. a Pelican Souveron 405 Silver White, not to be confused with White Silver fountain pen, which is a really, really good price. This is one of the best-looking uh, limited editions that Sailor has done. And interestingly enough, Mike, there is a new, uh, not a new brand, but a new retail brand. Um, it looks like Pen Chalet is starting to carry the uh, Ranga pens, which is an Indian brand, which have always oh, been... Have very popular pens. Um, I know they, we've been able to get them uh, in the U.S. a little bit, but now it looks like they're maybe getting a little bit more widespread. And they've always been well received and and have good quality. And it's a great Ron's price. got them at a discount. Yeah, they look like a very good. That's something I'm definitely gonna have to try. I'm a, yeah. actually I might have to go after the show and grab a couple of these for um, for review because they use uh, ebonite. Mike is what Ranga is known for. Their ebonite at that barrels. Price? Yeah. That's always been that's always been the reaction, um, because we're about to talk about a different ebonite pen, and they're usually not at that price, as you say. And uh, this is really really good. So this is worth me personally checking out and get some review models for the blog. I think they'll be uh, I think they'll do very well. So go check it out yourself right now at penchalet.com. Our thanks to Penchalet for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, this next ebonite pen I wanted to talk about kind of snuck up on me. It's the uh, Ooh, here we go. Tuduria, I believe, yeah, sure. is the brand name. Tuduria Moonlit Fountain Pen. And this is a Kickstarter pen that a lot of people uh, sent to me uh, once it launched on Kickstarter. Say, hey, look at this great new Ebonite pen made in Japan. It's got some interesting features. It's got kind of a standard barrel. It's got some unique grip sections. And it has the option, which is what really struck me. It has the option to be fitted with sailor or pilot nibs i believe at least pilot nibs i'll have to double check the specs so um friend of the show friend of the blog andrew coon was able to get some samples uh on behalf of the pen addict and wrote a little preview review post of the pens and i wanted to bring these up 
for for a couple of reasons. So it's kind of a, 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 a dual conversation. One, talking about the pen in general, and two, talking about Kickstarter and how I think about products like this. So this is a new new maker, and they have gone through as best as I can tell from their Kickstarter page, an extensive testing and creation product. And they basically listed out their thinking of how they went through the manufacturing and the final design of this pen, which I always find very compelling, right? From a from a maker to sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way, Mike, but sometimes when the product is too glossy from the launch too perfect i feel a little less uncomfortable i mean i feel a little less comfortable kind of backing it not not backing it but i was like yeah this is like really polished i mean that kind of goes against convention but like i kind of want to see in campaigns i kind of want to see some blood sweat and tears saying hey i'm fine i'm confident that i nailed it because i did all these things and i had problems and i solved the problems and now here's the product and i am happy that doesn't mean that the glossy productions didn't go through the exact same thing. But I think all of us, especially like on Kickstarter, you like to see the behind the scenes. How did we get well, to this kind final of the product? Point of it, right? Like, right. But some of yeah. them don't do that. Should be a little yeah. bit more. Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because yeah. some companies are not using it for that. Right, right. So this one, I feel like this is one of those products that is using it for a launch. Now, Again, you'll have to go read the Kickstarter, and this is not a promotion, an advertisement, or anything. Andrew was able to get these pins for free. They sent him uh, two models for review, and he put the review up on the blog last night. And I think they're interesting, right? It is not for me. I'll just tell you straight up. Like, this is not a pin shape that I personally enjoy, right? So I'm not going to jump into this Kickstarter for myself, but I think it is compelling for a lot of people who like the Japanese style ebonite constructions. They look really big. Um, yeah, they're pretty long, right? Which is, you know, not my style of pen. It's it's the length of the pen that gets me, right? Like I'm a small uh, pen in general guy. I like the smaller shapes. I do have some big pens, but you know, I would, this is one I would want to see in person before I jumped in because they're not cheap. You know, they're $225. Um, you know, they're all handmade. They have some really great finishes. They have some great options in the sections. You can really upgrade them um with the pilot nibs and things like that to you know get into like a 300 and something dollar pen but i like the idea i like the platform i like a new entrant into the maker space um especially from japan getting the broader distribution which we didn't really have up until a couple years ago where kickstarter allowed um japanese brands and japanese companies and japanese makers to get into the crowdfunding the kickstarter model Right at at the time, you couldn't do a a sourced uh, yes. uh, a a home country of Japan as you know a Kickstarter launch, right? And now this is one of the um, effects from that, and we're getting to see this. So this is one we go back to that Kickstarter uh, podcast we did where I talked about like green light, yellow light, red light. And, you know, I'd be pretty comfortable backing this, like if this is my style of mm-hmm. pen. Like for me, it's a yellow. Right, just because I don't know that the product would fit my style, but I think as far as you know, a fulfillment and quality perspective, I think it seems like a pretty pretty green light because you know you have to have faith in that the um, creators, project creators, are 
you know, and take them at their word of of what they're going to offer and what they've gone through. And this seems like a like a well thought out uh, campaign, and it brings a pretty cool platform to a wider market. And uh, I, I love to see it. So um, I, th- I think it's interesting. And I wanted to point it out because I think a lot of people will like this style of pen. So uh, it's very cool. You love to see it. Love yeah, to see one, it. This one doesn't tick, tick boxes for me. Same, same. Yeah, but I, I, when I got the feedback from it, when it, when it launched, people were very happy with this and like i'm i'm very glad of that yeah. right i'm glad it, it checked a lot of boxes for a lot of people um and uh i i think it's gonna i i think it's gonna do pretty well and if nothing else it opens them up to have the opportunity to make something cool that people like and do something next right i i hope that's the case right like these companies that do this i don't want to see these being like one-off type of things i like i want to see hey this got them off the ground. Hey, kind of what Kickstarter's for, right? <laughs> yeah. And got them into making some cool stuff. And then maybe down the line, I can go back and see, hey, people like these pens. It was very successful. And maybe I'll try this, you know, third model that they come out with that's more my style. So it's cool. Cool to see. Can you explain the Kurotoga dive to me? I tried. <laughs> I've tried. Um, I... Mm, I, I'm going to go with no, but yes. So yeah. our good friend Jacob, Food A fan, um, had a great Instagram post that I just saw this morning before the show. And we talked about the Kurotoga dive, or I talked about it, I guess, in Refill. I don't know if we talked about it on the we show. We haven't spoken about we? it on the show yet. All right. So it's a capped Kurotoga, right? So you don't normally see capped mechanical pencils for starters, okay? So it's a two-piece, you know, shaped like a pen, if you will, capped uh, mechanical pencil so the barrel is shaped so the cap posts deeply down the barrel um, kind of like the Sunderland MK1 pen which I enjoy so much it has a or the Franklin Christoph model 02 there is a large taper in the barrel so when you post the cap it doesn't extend the pen to unwieldy lengths right so it sleeves in there deeply so it's comfortable so the Kurotoga dive is a premium Kurotoga a lot of Kurotogas are premium. Um, they usually run in the, say, the $15 to $25 range. Most of them in the past. This one's twice that. Um, it's more in the $50 range. And what you get for that is you get this aluminum barrel that's capped. So it's a two-piece barrel. And you don't just get the Kurotoga lead rotation mechanism. If you're familiar with what the Kurotoga is, it always keeps a sharp point on the lead by rotating the lead as you write. As you place the tip of the pencil down on the page, write your letters, lift it up, there's a micro-rotation that's hardly visible to the eye. And it keeps, you know, a steady point so you are not don't have a real strong angled point to your mechanical pencil. So, And it works. Like, it's legitimately good. The dive adds in auto-lead advancing on top of the lead rotation. So so pencils have done auto lead rotation in the past, right? It's the same concept of when you lift, uh, I mean, auto lead extension, I should say, right? It extends the lead. So when you would lift the pencil off the page, there would be like a micro um, click, if you will, to extend the lead. So it was a consistent length outside of the tip, right? So now you get the consistency of the Kurotoga mechanism, to keep the 
tip sharp, if you will, Mm -hmm. and then you get the consistency of the advancement mechanism to keep it at the same length. So you don't have to click. There's not even a knock on this on this pencil, um, according to Jacob, which I I didn't I didn't realize. Like I've been looking at a bunch of the uh, uh, the Japanese um, stationary bloggers and video makers, and I haven't quite caught all the things in translation. On top of that, the lead pipe is adjustable. So this is something we've seen in, um, I don't know, Oto, the, like the Pro Mecca has like a, a few, a few different pencil, uh, mechanical pencil manufacturers make, you know, different pipe length adjustments. So you can have a longer pipe length or a shorter pipe length. Why? It looks like, Why would you uh, want just, um, it's a it's a classic engineering design to where engineers wanted a lengthier uh i guess visual right for seeing what they're writing on the page where the 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 pencil tip wasn't too close to the barrel to where you didn't have visual clearance so you can get a further visual clearance from that right and right, right, it, right, it, right. you know and and probably certain like sketchers and artists like either like a further back grip. If you hold the grip back further, you want a longer tip, you know, pointing out. Mm-hmm. So you have that adjustment in there. Fair so enough. it's just a little bit of personal taste and a little bit of visual access. Yeah. I don't mean it's um, in a bad way, but talk mm-hmm. about an over-engineered product, right? So like, I am so excited to try this. Yeah. I don't like the way it looks I have, I have zero hopes for this that I'm I really going don't to like <laughs> that they made it. like the body go all slim for the cap. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like that design. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. technically, this sounds incredible. Like right, and that's so where clever. My first looks at it, I couldn't figure out in my head how they were justifying this price. And then I see the the additional mechanics that they've added to it. And I was like, okay, that at least it's makes fifty a bucks, bit of sense. right? Yeah, they're yeah. they're about sixty five hundred yeah. yen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The kicker and why Jacob wanted to post this and why I appreciate that he did, and he's been following this on Twitter, is they stealth launched it, Uni did, in Japan, and they can't keep them on the shelves. And they're selling in the aftermarket for three to four times the price. So they're selling for $200 in the secondary market. Wow, why? They cannot keep them. He was able to, he basically walked into a store and and basically got the restock, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like a like a sneaker thing, right? Like he he hit the restock. <laughs> so he was able to get it and um I don't know. It's it's definitely struck a nerve with the stationary market in Japan and we'll just have to see if it's intention like if it was intentionally like short stocked or if they actually sold a lot of them you know like did they do like a a, almost like a pre-release like a short release where they didn't have weren't flush with inventory or are they really selling you know 50 dollar pencils left and right and can't keep them in stock i think that would be kind of wild if that was if the latter was the case i mean i would expect this a little column a column b because Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't make that many, but they also can't keep them in stock. So yeah, yeah. But know? that's an aggressive price point. That's a price point no mechanical pencils are in, right? Even like the most highly technical engineered pens, where you, pencils where you have all the moving parts, they're usually about thirty dollars, thirty five, maybe. Yeah. But and this one, is, I don't even know has this one doesn't even have all that. I don't. It doesn't yeah. have a knock, and I'm not sure it even has an eraser. Right, but why does it need a knock? That's the point. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I agree. 
you know like so you don't like that that's kind of what makes this thing special i guess mm-hmm. it is interesting i would love to try one i'm just yeah. not a big fan of the, the of the design like the the body being shrunk for the mm-hmm. so you could post the cap i don't like when you make such a concession for that uh, yeah. in general i don't like that mm-hmm. i don't think that that's we'll see that's my biggest fun. my biggest concern will honestly be the grip section and if it's too wide I think it's going to be okay, but I think it's going to be at the maximum diameter that I like in mechanical pencils. Usually, like, the thinner the tip of a pen or pencil, usually I prefer the thinner the grip, right? If I have a wide grip and a thin tip, my writing suffers, right? It's not a good feel. Uh So, uh, I I will be interested to get my hands on one of these. I'm certainly not paying premium price for this um, because it's already a premium. I'm not going to pay a secondary market price for this um, because I don't it's certainly not worth that. So we'll, we'll wait and see and I'll get my hands on one when I can. All right. I'm in, I'm very intrigued about this. Yep. Yep. So let's, let's do our, our next sponsor because, uh, we I'm moving a topic into a different spot here. So let's uh, talk about our next sponsor because I am wired this morning. All right. Because I love it. Uh, no, oh, I mean, probably the same reason as me. And that's because mm-hmm. this episode is brought to you by trade. How do you take your coffee? Do you like a full-bodied roast? Do you like something light? Maybe you like different, maybe you like chocolatey flavors, maybe you like fruity flavors. We'll have our preferences. And even if you don't know what they are as well, this is one of the good things about trade. But no matter what you love to drink, trade coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home. And you may think to yourself, look, I know I like a cup of coffee, but I don't know how to describe it. I was in that point too. And what I really love about trade is they have a really easy... Uh, like survey that you take. So you go in and they ask you some basic questions and it helps you build up your knowledge. They're going to send you some stuff. You can try it and you can tweak and adapt it over time. And I promise you within a month or two, you will have a better sense for what your preferences are, which I really like because then when I go to coffee shops and I see the really like long explanations on the wall of like the tasting notes and that kind of stuff of a particular coffee, I can look for some key words that I know I like because of basically this stuff with trade i can go i know i know how to order what i want so i think it's super cool anyway trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from america's best independent roasters they ship free to you as often as you like whole or ground whether you're a coffee nerd or you just want a better daily cup trades real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method you just take their coffee quiz to get started and trade coffee Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wire, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Quite a big chunk of those were to me recently. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got so many bags of same, coffee at home same. now. Uh, the subscription is no hassle. <laughs> you can skip your shipments, change your frequency, or cancel them at any time. Because I've done the whole thing with Trade, and I did the tier, like, so the, like, um, a questionnaire thing, and it was awesome. Uh, and then I went in, because you could also just buy stuff. So I tried out mm-hmm. some stuff that I wanted. And then I wanted to buy some of their most uh, popular coffee and stuff too. So I could try that out. So I've got just bags and bags at home and it's all amazing. Mm-hmm. For listeners of this show, right now, Trey Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash penaddict. To get started, you just take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash penaddict and you can start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drink, D-R-I-N-K. 
trade, T-R-A-D-E, drinktrade.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Trade for the support of this show and Relay FM. The funny thing is, like, how do you take your coffee? I take mine intravenously. That's all I was thinking about. It's just like tap my vein, immediately hook me up. So yeah, it. I've got the what the thing I like about trade the most um, so far is is the variety of yep. roasters and getting to learn about different things. So they're all still hitting the notes that I prefer based on the quiz I took, and now I'm getting to try these different roasters. All have been on the, the East Coast so far, you know, cl- close in proximity to me. So I've had an Atlanta roaster, a Washington, D.C. roaster, and a New York State roaster. I can't remember if it was like Albany or Rochester or something like that. So it's it's been really cool, and uh, all the coffees have been spectacular. And uh, once you sign up, the coffee just uh, shows up and keeps on coming. All right, Mike. My good friend Annabelle, aka Strings and Pedals, who was on the podcast not long ago, was on stream yesterday, and I was I was quizzing the uh, stream viewers like, hey, did were there any topics they wanted me to discuss? And we came up with a couple uh, good ones that I wrote down to discuss today. The one from Annabelle, I told her, you're trying to get me in trouble, right? Like you're trying to cause a fight. You're trying to cause my email inbox to fill up with this very simple question. And I'm pretty sure we've covered this before, but I figured it was time to revisit. The question is, what is your fountain pen filling system tier list? So all the different fountain pen filling systems, rank them. So are you ready for me to get emails, Mike? Yes. And we're going to do standard tier list, uh, SABCD. Oh, could we? I was gonna do uh, one, two. Th- I was gonna do ordered list. No, let's tier list it. Let's tier list it. So yeah. let me see. So we got um, top is S A B yeah. C D down to the bottom. Okay, then let me do this. So I will go ahead and tell you there are no S tier filling systems. Oh, <laughs> so here come the emails. Mm-hmm. No filling system is perfect, no, so there are no S tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So I'm gonna put my tiers on. Okay. 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 Man, I'm gonna cause a fight. Golly. There's no subgrades, A pluses or B pluses nope. or anything like that. Nope. I think that's a tear down. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go from top to bottom. Oh, okay. All right. We're gonna yeah, I'm not starting with with my lowest grade, because that's okay. going to be the biggest problem. So, okay. A grade. I have two A grades, Mike. I have cartridge converter. That's I, I consider that a single film system, yep. not just Everyone cartridge, or not just converter. It. That's cartridge you know? converter. Yeah. Also an A grade, vac. Vacuum fillers are an A grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And this is going to be a problem for me momentarily. So, my B grade, I have one B grade, is the eyedropper. That's oh, a see, now I'm... So, now, yeah, you see... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and then I have one with you now. Like, and then I have massively. <laughs> I have one C grade, and this is going to be a problem. It's the piston. <laughs> yeah, you see him. <laughs> We're having some problems, me and you. <laughs> so that's that's my four filling system rankings. Okay. Um, so there's no D, no uh, S. There's no D, unless there's no definitely no S. There's no D, and mm. um. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be problematic for a lot of people. <laughs> you, let me let me tell you mine. All right, let me tell you mine. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna. And, uh, did I miss any filling system? I feel like that's the main four, right? I think you're probably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I would go. 
cartridge converter A grade. Mm-hmm. I would go piston A grade. Mm-hmm. I can explain these in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go C grade. <laughs> there is no B for uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go C grade for um, VAC. Mm-hmm. D grade for eyedropper. Okay. <laughs> now, the reason I'm doing this, right? So, it's VAC. Honestly, I could put, I could put, quite easily vac and eyedropper in d grade the reason being (laughs) is they're too fiddly Mm -hmm. and complicated and you need extra stuff so like for a vac filling Mm -hmm. system correct me if i'm wrong you actually need a an adequate bottle right that can can provide the vacuum seal so you can do it so it's a a two-handed operation yeah but also it's like you either A, can't use all, ink, all inks, or B, you need to buy specific bottles for all of the inks that you would want to fill with, right? So that's just like a pain, right? Mm-hmm. And then eyedropper, it's like, well, have you got grease? Do you have O-rings? Or oh, be really mm-hmm. careful. No, I'm not into any of that. So yeah. I, I'm going to go A-grade. I, I like piston because you get a lot of ink in them, and it's easy, and it's all contained. Like, I like piston systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, cartridge converter is just the most like cartridges and com- cartridge converters. Yeah. People just understand that easy. We agree on that, right? We agree on that. So mm. I put them in there, and then nothing is in C, and then it all goes down to D because it's like this is so complicated, and it might not even work the way you want, and you've got to buy a bunch of extra equipment just to even start. So yeah, um, chat does want us to separate the eyedropper formats i'm not going to do that i i think they're probably still both b grades there's the kind you're mentioning right where you need silicone grease and you need to make sure the seals are tight and you have a little extra work mm-hmm. or there's the japanese type which is basically a shutoff valve um that you know it has less um you know extraneous parts um but it's still filled filled the same way um cartridge converter is an easy a for me and I think the the yelling I'm gonna get is the difference between vac and piston. Yeah, I, I think I drop I dropper at B is not very controversial. Uh, although I think it's ahead of piston. <laughs> I think it's ahead of piston filler. <laughs> so I, I'll try to explain this the best as I can, and everyone will tell me I'm wrong, and and that's fine. And I'm I'm not doing this for um to be contrarian. You should make a YouTube video, you know. <laughs> so, VAC is a more complicated filling system than Piston. But I'm actually giving it credit for that in my personal enjoyment of using a filling system. The technical advancement of a vacuum filler versus a, fi- a Piston filler makes a difference for me. A two-tier difference, I think, is where people will have a, a bigger problem with that. Um, the VACs are harder to clean. Um, than the pistons, I get more enjoyment out of them because of the way the added materials make the barrels feel fill feel. Um, even though that's not that's not the filling system part of this question, but there is a feel difference between a vac and a piston generally. A lot of times, um, with the metal parts, at least the ones I've used, I'm not super experienced in vacs, but I like the technical aspect of the vac the piston filler i I, there's really nothing wrong with a piston filler i just think that's where they rank in my realm of things as fiddly as vacs can be the constant 
twisting and turning of cleaning the pistons is equally as annoying. You can say it's not as bad. That's fine. Mm. I'll, I'll disagree, but it is it is no less fiddly than a vac from cleaning. Um, of course, either of them you can a lot of you can just unscrew the nib and clean it out that way, and it's even even uh, completely fine to to do it that way. Pistons just seem to be more frustrating to me from. I guess it's like the feel of it. I, I don't like the feel of filling a piston. I don't like that not knowing what's going on a lot of times inside my pen, even if, if I have a, a non-demonstrator type piston filler. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same could go for a vac too. Like, I'm not discounting that. But I've never put the piston filler on a pedestal like most people do or who say they will only buy piston filling fountain pens and I guess that's my biggest thing it's not special to me in the way I use them because I get more functionality from a cartridge converter right I I get the options of just switching in and out inks as I want quicker I get the portability of cartridge converter a a grade mm-hmm. the vac um, is the a grade because I get the cool factor of the vac filler the eyedropper is a B grade for capacity and ease of filling. Well, that puts piston fourth in my book. It just does. I, I just, it doesn't mean it's bad, and it doesn't mean it's not your favorite or someone else's favorite. It's just that it's not important to me personally when I'm shopping for a pen. That's probably the best way I can put it. It doesn't mean it's a technically bad filling system. It's just I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like some people care about a piston filling system, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Not for me. All right. You can email me at hello at penaddict.com. I'll go ahead and save Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do with me. This is all Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, your your list is fine. I have I have nothing I have nothing against piston fillers, but Seems like you do. Annabelle wanted a ranking, and therefore I ranked. And then you, I, there, it was just going to be fourth in my ranking. Then you made me put grades on them, um, which is fair. And you have to separate. The whole point of a tier list is you have to have step downs. Yeah. You have to have step downs, and that's where it landed. So, related to this, I'm going to put a link into uh, the show notes that goes along with both Mike and I's tier grades, tier grade A for cartridges. And Anna did an in praise of ink cartridges blog post last year. And I could not agree more with the ink cartridge love. I didn't used to be that way, right? I was like, Oh, you, I need a, you have to have a converter or it's gotta be a piston or it's gotta have some type of a filling system, blah, blah, blah. It's gotta be special. And uh, like, no, like I'm totally down with ink cartridges. I would use ink cartridges all the time if that was my, uh, if every ink had a bottle or a cartridge option and I had a cartridge converter filling system, I would buy cartridges every time, even though they're more expensive per milliliter they're I use them more and you get to change things more, right? You don't end up with stocks of bottles and that's a, that's a personal thing, but I just wanted to shout out that article. Um, before we get into our last topic that came from the Twitch stream, Mike, I think this will cause less of a fight. This is a, a more just kind of a straightforward conversation. And I thought this would be good for you to, to, to think about, and it's came from Greg 
And the question is, what do you need to see in a limited edition to justify a price premium? All right, so let me let me put little, one little note in, in your thinking, Mike. So I'm thinking of this category of conversation as your more expensive pens, like in the $300 plus category, right? I'm not talking about Twisby Eco that I go, ooh, orange, and buy it, right? That's not the same category, I think, is what the intent of this question. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So we're talking like not a price premium in a nutshell, but a premium pen to begin with, which I'm categorizing for sake of this discussion is over $300. Fair? Okay. Yep. All right. Because like I will buy a a new color Twisby Eco just on a whim, whether I need it or not. Hey, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Give me that. Yeah. Right. This is, this is different. This is like, Hey, I need to think about my budget. Right. It's Um, like, do you want to go, do you want to go first? Add expensive prices to a pen that's already expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, we could we could you know take Sailor or Platinum or any of those that we talk about a lot. You know, sure. as a as an example. You know, so your standard pro uh, uh, standard Pro Gear Slim is two two eighty or whatever two twenty, and the the um premium mm-hmm. one is three twenty, like or whatever. Like, what is gonna make you what? do you find special about these limited editions to where you will justify paying more for them for this, essentially the same pen shape and design and functionality. What makes you pay a hundred dollars more, $200 more for a special one? I think there's a couple of things that have got to go on. I think the first is just like colors. have got to speak to me, mm-hmm. right? Like that's cause that's the first part for me is like mm-hmm. just the visual design. From there, adornments. Mm-hmm. I really like a pen that is interestingly made, if possible. Extra bonus points for there's a good story for it. You know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like uh, the Japan Japanese steel pro gear, the one where it's like hand, like right. they've put the pock marks in by hand, you know, into the pen. Mm-hmm. So if there's a story that goes along with the adornments, great. Um, but it doesn't have to be. So something like the Bung Box 4B, it's just like it's got all those little lines in it. It just looks cool. Uh, from there, it would be the furniture, I think, mm-hmm. after that point. Yeah. So like for me, it, I think it has to be, the design has to be like visually from a color perspective, what I want. And I have to feel like, I'm getting something extra to justify it being limited. This can mm-hmm. be as simple as, well, this demonstrator has got glitter in it. It's like, oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks great. They, they don't usually do that. you know. So that's kind of where it goes for me, I think. Yeah, it's like an aesthetic jump from uh-huh. your, your stock editions. I don't need, personally, exact value. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. You're never going to get it. I mean, you can't. You can, right? Where it's like, well, this one's limited edition, and we're making it out of a different material, which is more expensive, and you're paying for the additional cost of this material. Yeah, but I you mean, know? it's a quantity thing. It's a quantity thing too, yeah. right? That you run into. Like, there's a like Platinum will do a three thousand unit limited, and then Sailor will do, you know, thirty a hundred unit <laughs> limited edition. What I says right? for me, for me, the amount doesn't really factor in too much. Agree. Like that's not something that is not something that I care about, but it is something that will make me make a faster decision. Yeah. 
the yeah the exclusivity yep. generally never plays into my decision making process. No. Um, at least currently, maybe in the past. Especially maybe because a bit more. I have thought that before, and then a, mm-hmm. then they come out with more of them. You know, right? It's exactly. Like this version two. It's like, well, now it's, you know. Yep. All right. So my list, it, we have some overlap. Uh, one thing you didn't mention was actually the top of my list, and I'm saying this just not in a general sense. I'm saying this in my taste have transitioned since from, you know, I've bought of like a lot of special editions, limited editions in the past. So today, what is going to make, like now I'm buying less of those. What would make me buy one? And now I think it starts with the nib for me. And it's either has to be a non-standard nib, meaning there's some aftermarket grind or current market grind or a different shape or just a non, not a medium nib, you know, or a fine nib, something different and slash or non-traditional nib stamping, right? If you're going to make a special pen and not include nib is part of the special part, right? If you're going to use a stock nib, I'm less, nowadays I'm less interested in that, right? Like just the fancy barrel colors may not cut it. Like with Sailor, if I'm just getting the regular Sailor nib, I want, I want um, a full story told right if you're telling me about this pen barrel and the color you chose and the materials you chose to tell this story and don't include the nib in the story Mm -hmm. it's less cohesive and therefore it makes makes me like it less if we don't have like cohesion from like top to bottom of the pen right which you know that happens a lot if a company is just churning out limited edition barrels over and over and over again and it's the same nib same nib same nib it's like well what are we doing here so like that's my number one factor i'm looking at uh the second i actually wrote down a barrel texture right this is like your um adornment statement and as soon as you said that i wrote down 4b before you mentioned it i think that's kind of the ultimate pin that I, I don't own. It was too expensive for me um, at the time, like when I was thinking about buying it. But that's what I want. I at least thought about that one, right? I would consider paying an ultra premium for that model because of the way the barrel was designed over a limited edition that's half the price that's just a color change. Right, so that's where that price premium comes into play. That answers Greg Greg's question. Right, that one's like a two x price from a lot of the regular sailor ones, but I don't question the price whatsoever. Right, like I say, that is worth the premium. We have yeah. justified the price premium with that pen. So that's yes. I think that's like the the target example for the premium being worth it to me, right? This is all personal, mm-hmm. right? So everyone has their own little personal list. So I would love to hear from listeners, like if they have a thing nowadays, especially, you know, as you go along your fountain pen journey, you know, you start to learn more and your tastes change and you figure out more what you like and right, like the the everyday color launches don't do it for me as much as what are we going to do that's really special, even though it's going to cost me more, but it's more of what I want now, just because yeah. that's the that's the place I am in, in my that's fountain exactly journey. That's where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. There was a nice looking, um, there's, enough, there's another nice looking pro gear mm-hmm. that I just saw uh, The The yesterday. black and yellow one? Yeah. Oh, it's killer looking. 
looks great. Yeah. But to me, it's just black and yellow. Yeah. It looks awesome. I have no interest, personally. Exactly. Right? It doesn't mean it's not like... It, to go back to our tiers, it doesn't mean it's not an A tier pen. Uh-huh. It means, hey, cool, and then we'll see what's next. <laughs> it's called the Stellar Black Hole, right? It's really and pretty. So when I saw it, I was like, great, what's the finial going to be? And it doesn't really seem like there's anything special going on there. There's no images of it that I've mm-hmm. seen in Varasol and Nibsmith. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, well, then they've missed a trick. Like if they would have done mm-hmm. some really cool, like black hole looking imagery mm-hmm. made out mm-hmm. of Rodden and something, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm on board here, but mm-hmm. they didn't do that. So it's right. kind of right. just like, it's nice, mm-hmm. but I don't need, I don't want this for my collection, right? Particularly. Right, right. We have a lot, more, lot of choice now. We we are flush with choice, so we can and also, wait. It's not just the choice for me; it's the fact that I have so many. Right? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I like, am I'm good. I'm covered. Blessed to have so many pens that I can I can use different ones every single day, but that just means that my personal threshold for adding has come down. Correct. Correct. Especially adding new versions of pens I already own. Yep, that's the bigger part. But yeah, we'd love to here. know uh, for the pen addict listeners what what is the differentiator for you when it comes to limited editions. Send them in to us. Go, use hashtag RSTPA. You know, go into a spreadsheet which we can use if you're in the Relay FM members Discord. Question mark RSTPA for that too, or you can email them to hello at penaddict.com. Uh, when you're there, go to penaddict.com. Check out the top five list. See when Brad updates it. Who knows? Could be any day. Could be any moment now. <laughs> Could be any uh, decade. Any any period of time between now and the heat death of the universe. That top five <laughs> list could be up there. Uh, you can find Brad online at penaddict.com. He's spokedesign.com. He is dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. And Brad streams live three days a week, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, is that Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays? Correct. Still? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Wednesdays, once we're finished recording, live. We do record mm-hmm. this show live every single week. You can go to relay.fm slash live and you can listen in. But if you are a Relay FM member uh, and you're in the Discord, you get the live chat and you can listen there in the Discord too if you would like. Um, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and Instagram. You go to cortexmerch.com. You can buy yourself a theme system journal. Those things have been flying off the shelves this year, Brad. I'm very, very pleased. Love it. Thank you to everybody that has been uh, buying a theme system journal. Working on some new stuff. Uh, but the old supply chain has come, hey. has come, come for me, Brad. <laughs> it I happens. was getting ready here, and then the old supply chain's like, oh, yeah. don't have any of that paper. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just wait. So I'm waiting. Logistics, baby. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much to Trade Coffee and Pen Chalet for the support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>